I'm late. No, you got here right on time. No, I'm late. It's the late show. Sorry, I'm late. You're too late. <laughs> the wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour goes late. You're late. I'm not paying for those. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're too late! And I'm like, dude. <laughs> you're not going from Mary Poppins to a savage killer. <laughs> I would say yes, it lives up to the hype. <laughs> what little hype I had for it, it was pretty damn good. And we're rolling. All right, well, I'm going to put my phone away, though. <laughs> well, actually, I'll get it out so that when uh, I need to go to IMDb to look something up. Yeah, well, I also have it up there. Though. Yeah, I know, but I don't... You know, and if you're curious you. what we might be looking up for this well, week on, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, welcome to Late to the Show. <laughs> this week on Late to the Show podcast, we are talking about Independence Day to celebrate our Independence Day. Thank you. I think you should just take the clip out of the movie for that bit and just put it over my voice. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. Um, I, I don't know the names of any of these songs. Uh, I think that one is Stars and Stripes Forever. That certain strips forever. I okay. believe so. Um, and uh, we'll pl- also put the Pledge of Allegiance on here. Yep. We'll just make it as uh, patriotic as possible. Just underneath all of the audio the entire time. <laughs> you know, I uh, I've been watching a Sleepy Cabin podcast lately. Sleepy okay. Cast. Yeah. Listening to it, I guess. That's like Oni and Psychic Pebbles and all those guys. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> on their podcast, they actually put classical music under it. Hmm. Like and then they just like cycle through different classical music songs because it's all royalty free and uh, in the yeah. public domain. <laughs> nice. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So we could do that. We could. It's because they don't do their podcast anymore. Yeah. Stealing their ideas. Every idea is stolen. That's, anyway, that's fair. So yeah, we're doing Independence Day. Yes, uh, John. Great seen this movie. movie. Yeah, I thought it was too. Fucking. Love this movie. So why uh, haven't you seen it until just now? Uh, well, I had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, Jake, let me let me turn that. Let me let me play the Uno reverse card on you. Uh, and now, uh, why haven't you seen this before now? I don't know. Because <laughs> I saw that clip in Austin Powers too, and I'm like, all right, I get Independence <laughs> Day. <laughs> Actually, that was a clip from the hit movie Independence Day, but the real laser is going to be a lot like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's about all I had seen of Independence Day. And then the I mean, trailers for Resurgence when that came out three fucking years ago. Yeah, again, it's weird that that was three years ago. Yeah. It really feels like it was more recent. Still haven't seen it, have no desire to, but... <laughs> After uh, we watched, the, me and Kate just watched the movie like 30 minutes ago. Oh, nice. And, uh, so it's real fresh in your mind. Yes, sir. And uh, we looked up, I looked up the trailer for Resurgence because I was curious if it would make more sense to me now, having actually seen the first movie. And Kate mm. said, oh, when's the second one coming out? I'm like, it already did. <laughs> Three years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago now. 20 years after the original. Mm-hmm. Scheisse. Yeah. So, Jake, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. In the first, like hour of it though i thought it was funny i was like this is the movie of many different characters and also many like one-way phone calls oh yeah where they said i'm sorry what did you just say on the one side of the phone where you can't hear the other person talking mm. it's like mr president phone for you 
You said what now? <laughs> they do that with like four or five different people in the first hour of the I movie. I don't think I noticed that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ugh. because they they need a way to link up all the characters at some point because they keep introducing character group after character group after character group. Yep. Which I didn't mind. It kind of felt like maybe an original Avengers movie. <laughs> Almost. Just the way they everyone could... unifies and how they take separate stories. Yeah. But they did it without... Five movies. Yeah, well... How many... Uh, so, Avengers came out in 2012? Yeah. All right. Without four years of prior movies. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to you, Independence Day. And uh, it's, uh, Robert Elmrich? Roland no. Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. He's a very, Emmerich. <laughs> he's a very well-noted disaster movie director. Really? Yeah, he did uh, like The Day After Tomorrow. I think he did 2012. Um... He did the that Godzilla movie. Oh, good you roll. Uh, uh, day after tomorrow. He wrote he, Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. Uh, he did Stargate. Ten thousand BC. Jesus Christ! What yeah. a nerd. Um, Moon forty four. Ghost Chase. Yeah, but look at his director credits. Those are just his writing credits. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, these are all. In oh, he did White House Down. Which one's the White House Down? That's the one with Jamie Foxx and oh, uh, yeah. Channing Tatum. The massive hit, right? It's Out of the two, it's the <laughs> one I saw, so... Out of the two? Yeah, that and uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, he did Olympus Has Fallen? No. Oh, oh, you just Those movies out came out of the same... Yeah. Okay. Oh, and he did Universal Soldier. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, and that. The Patriot. Oh, that's cool. You know what? Hilarious. I thought the music for Independence Day sounded just like the music for The Patriot. I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense, but like... I, I bet they're scored by the same guy. Probably. Let's look that up now, too. Yeah. Shit we should have done beforehand. No. It's, we know, it's fun doing it on the podcast. I was going to say, we need. We should do is just briefly like mention a couple things on the fly so we can have those looked up and ready to talk about. <laughs> hey, everyone. Google along with us. Yes. Uh, what the fuck? Here, you're on The Patriot. I'm going to look up who scored Independence Day. Cast. Where the fuck's the crew option? Uh, scroll up. Mm. Yeah, scroll down too far. No, it's not. Just scroll said, down. Just says cast. Shut up. Scroll down. See full, full cast. Okay, keep scrolling down. Get wrecked, scrub. All right, scroll up. Yeah. All right. I'll find where the direct. Find where the director is. See full cast and crew. Yeah, you didn't know what you didn't know. All right. Um. Music department. Music by John Williams. Oh, okay. <laughs> that also makes sense, I guess. I'm still looking here. Because uh, otherwise it's just... Oh, composer, there we go. David Arnold did Independence Day. Oh. So. Well, we could not have been more wrong. Nah. But at the same time, it makes sense why they have... So, damn it, I just closed out IMDb. I'm an idiot. You're fired. All right. You know what? Don't even come back next week. I'm going to do the 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 Battleship podcast by myself. Not I'm not even bringing race. race. No. no. Fuck him. All right. <laughs> it's going to have no context for that fucking podcast. Because I'm no, not no. even going to watch the movie either. No, I was going to say, bring race on and then just cut out all of his audio. So it's a one-way conversation. <laughs> just like Independence Day. Yes, sure. <laughs> Wait, you said what now? Hmm? Ah, that's very interesting. Thank yes. you for thank you for giving that one of a kind insight to this movie that everyone totally did not hear. 
John is drinking booze. Yes. Uh, it's very unprofessional. I don't, he brought his own. Yeah, it's from a flask. He got out of the car, crushed a beer can on his head, and then threw it at me. <laughs> Disregarding I I, recycling. I wish I was cool enough to crush a beer can on my head. You can't? The trick is to punch in the sides with your fingers. Well, I know it. that much, but like, okay. I'd probably still end up, I don't know, cutting myself with the aluminum will tear a little bit and cut my forehead and I'll look like an idiot. Because so. <laughs> that's my kind of luck. Um, so anyways, Independence Day. Independence Day movie. I'm still on the Patriot. Hold on, let me back out. Yeah, that's the, not the correct movie. No, you know, let's just talk about the Patriot. I haven't seen the Patriot in a long time. Okay, that almost became next week's episode. No, we've already got next week, the next two episodes planned. I know, I know. But when you said, I haven't seen Patriot, I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's been a while. Have you seen Lethal Weapon? I have. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Okay. I've also seen all the Die Hard movies. I haven't even seen all the Die Hard movies. You don't have to watch the last one. It's fucking terrible. Uh, Good day to Die Hard. That was the last one? The mm-hmm. one that takes place in Russia? Mm-hmm. Okay. One with... Uh, Jai Courtney? Yeah. It's not Jai Courtney's fault it's bad, but it's a bad movie. I say the same thing about the Green Lantern movie. It's not... I almost said Robin Williams. It's not... Ryan Reynolds. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds' fault that that movie was bad. Yeah. He did the best he could with what he had. Anyways, uh, Independence Day. Yes, Jeff Johns also worked on Independence Day. He didn't. Oh, okay. But uh, Independence Day was good. I liked yeah, it a lot. It was a good fucking movie. What was your favorite part of Independence Day? Um, The speech was great. The speech I, is fucking phenomenal. I was surprised. I still liked that scene as much as I did because like that's the one that gets referenced and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I had seen the clip in... Uh, where um, Sean Schemmel dubs the speech as King Kai from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it's just going to seem silly now. But it was still good. Um, that and the uh, Canceling the Apocalypse speech from Pacific Rim, which is considerably shorter, are like my two favorite speeches from movies. I don't remember Canceling the Apocalypse. Yeah, it's like near the end before Does they go and like... Idris say it? Yeah. Okay. It's in the trailers, but he doesn't. You don't get the whole speech. You just get the end where he's like, "Today we're canceling the apocalypse." Hmm. That was my Idris Elba impersonation. Flawless, <laughs> pretty solid. nailed it. <laughs> he even grew blue eyes to do the speech. It was pretty insane. Yeah. Um, anyway, like blue eyes, doesn't he? Maybe they're like something crazy. I know that. Um, yeah. Love Will Smith in this movie. Yeah, I did too. And you know what I've noticed. Because I even like Jeff Goldblum in this movie, and typically I think Jeff Goldblum's annoying. And I'll tell you why. Okay, tell me why. Because everything he does now, well, his eyes are pretty much closed there. You can't tell if they're colored or not. Well, every other picture is too far away, so. (laughs) (laughs) Are are you thinking of one? I'm sorry, are you thinking of when he's Heimdall and they're like gold? No, I'm not thinking of Heimdall. I was thinking of like. Posters I've seen. Maybe they did them like so they're colored in uh, the Calvin and Hobbes movie. Well, Hobbes and uh, what's Hobbs his name? and Shaw. What? Hobbes and Shaw. Shaw. Thank you. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, you were <laughs> I saying for calling it Calvin and Hobbes. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Um, uh, about Jeff Goldblum. Yes. So what I've noticed is I like a lot of um, actors before they probably get told on set just do that thing you do normally in this movie. Because I thought Jeff Goldblum was fucking annoying as shit in Thor Ragnarok. I did not like him. I don't like that character. I think it's annoying. Because I think nowadays Jeff Goldblum just gets told, just just do your thing. Just do the Jeff Goldblum thing. And okay. he goes over the top with it. 
and it doesn't make sense for a character in a movie. It's not immersive. It's dumb. I think the same thing happens to Will Smith a little bit now. Where it's like, just do the Will Smith stuff. Do, do the thing from Bad Boys, where you're like funny but a badass at the same time. Um, and then, really? Because I think Will Smith gets way more dramatic roles nowadays where he has to be serious and does the I am legend thing instead. Well, I'm thinking of like Hancock. I haven't seen Hancock, but that's older. Right. I mean, not older than I am legend, but he does, I feel, more like that serious character. I mean, like Gemini Man that's coming out later this year. Yeah, that movie looks bad though, doesn't it? No, I actually think it looks awesome. You think it looks good? Yeah. I'm going to go see it. I'll see just about anything that Will Smith's in, though, because <laughs> Will Smith's great. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong with Will Smith. But I thought that with Robin Williams, too. Like, I feel like later in his life, he was just getting told, do the Robin Williams thing. Okay. And it wasn't working out for him. Okay. See, I, I know exactly what you're talking about for that, specifically Robin Williams, because there was a show that was on just before he died called, I think, Crazy Ones or something like that? Yeah, the like Crazy that? Ones or the Crazies. <clears throat> no, the Crazies was a zombie <clears throat> movie. Crazy Ones. Yes. <laughs> and we're like... He works at like an ad agency or some shit. And the way it felt, I tried to give that show a chance. I gave it a chance. It felt like everybody else had lines. And they're like, all right, everybody, we're going to rehearse a scene a couple times. Mm. And they rehearse the scene a couple times. They get it down. They're like, all right, now we're going to bring Robin Williams out. <laughs> and you guys figure it out. Right. <laughs> Let him do his thing. And just you guys, everybody else, make it work. Yeah. So that kind of thing. I... I don't. I hate that. I hate it when people do that. When like actors get so <clears throat> popular that they're like, just do the thing you do that everyone loves because you just doing it yourself to the max, a hundred percent in this movie. It's gonna be hilarious or great. It's gonna, everyone's gonna love it. I think it's annoying because it just stands out and it doesn't seem to mesh with the rest of the movie. I liked Jeff Goldblum in this movie because he mm. just had enough of that Jeff Goldblumness. Okay, but it still blended with the movie. Yep. Will Smith was like a good balance for himself also. He was Fresh Prince with a little bit of uh, uh, I Am Legend kind of with like the whole duty to the military and stuff. So yep. it was a good blend. Um, Robin Williams wasn't in this movie, but if he was, I'm sure he would have been restrained as well, just like he was in uh, something else. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I liked this movie because you know, of that. You know who did get told to just do their thing on this movie? Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a little out there. He was... <laughs> like, I'm not convinced he doesn't think this is a dramatic retelling of actual events. What? Randy Quaid is kind of crazy. Oh, well, yeah, now... So I think he's sure. like... I'm not convinced he does not think... Like, I think he oh. thinks this is based on a true story. His character would. I think Get Randy Quaid... by aliens and all of a sudden aliens come back. I think Randy Quaid might think this would be some true story. <laughs> well, he's too busy working on another uh, vacation movie. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. But well, the joke is that yeah, he's no, tried to make vacation movies way after everyone else who was done with them was done with them. Oh. Did he, was he in the Ed Helms vacation movie? Probably. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't see it. I mean, to be fair, I mean... I wouldn't doubt Ed Helms plays the kid, like the son from the vacation movies growing Russ. up. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Uncle uh, Eddie could have very well been in that. Yeah. Dennis Quaid's brother, Dennis, you really should be taking better care of Randy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, he needs you. <laughs> yeah. But um, he anyway. also played a president. Dennis Quaid or Randy Quaid? Randy Quaid. Huh. Do you know Randy Quaid has an Oscar nomination? It's probably for the Lyndon Baines Johnson movie. Nope. No, it's not. What is it no, for? No, it's for, uh, I can't remember what the fucking movie is called. He composed Independence Day? 
No, no. Anyways. Um, <laughs> well, now I gotta look it up. I mean, it's fucking Randy Quaid. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I get what you're saying, and I do... Like, I love all the performances in these movies. Even Randy Quaid being, you know, you know, a typical Randy Quaid character, like, I think he was good um, for what he was... <laughs> it's a great picture of him there. Yeah, right. Um... Russell Case. Uh, scroll up, scroll up. Scroll up that yellow bar there. Ah, thank you. Yep. Uh, last detail. 1973. Jesus Christ. Is that supposed to be him? I oh, don't no, know. that's... Uh, you know, Jack Nicholson. Thank you. Hmm. Oh, well. Anyways. But, uh, no, I liked all the performances in this one. And, uh... Yeah, just this movie is just so great and perfect on I think just about every level. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't <laughs> realize you liked it that much. There's like no flaws with this movie, in my opinion. None. None. None flaws. The CGI has aged <laughs> like a fine about one. as good as Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation. <laughs> okay, to be fair, it's better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It's Mortal Kombat level. Okay, look, the green screen <laughs> of the fucking Flying saucer in the background looked better than the fucking green screen in Birdcage. My problem... And all Birdcage had to do was a fucking road. Well, I will disagree with you on that one. Because I will say this, and I was a little embarrassed to mention it on the last podcast. I didn't notice that it was green screened. Wow. Well, okay. In the cars, I noticed that something looked weird. But when they're sitting on a park bench, I didn't notice that green screen. Oh, I noticed it immediately. I did not. So, wrong. Uh, All the fire effects in uh, Independence Day... Wow. You could tell that's green screen. Now, yes. I'm they, saying, like, I, I understand. Know, like, some of the explosions were like practical effects, but like when they blew up the buildings, yes, that was CGI'd. When you see flames roll in, and then yes. you can actually see pretty much a layer of the same flame effect roll in and <laughs> yes. roll in. It's like, it was all 1996. Right. All right, this is the best they could do. And I understand, but that's why I'm saying like I had flashbacks to Mortal Kombat when I was watching it. I still, I still say this is a little better than Mortal Kombat. I'm not even saying Annihilation now. I'm saying to yeah, I know. regular Mortal Kombat. I'm saying this is even better than Mortal Kombat. Also love the alien designs in this movie. Yeah, very weird. Um, I thought they were cool, too. Like, how it was just down with, like, opening up its exoskeleton and then showing yeah. off its, its inner parts. It's real. It's insidey parts. Yeah. Um, so, wait, can it, like, not use, like, that whole telepathic thing unless it gets its, like, shell cracked? I think it probably can with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, remember, the doctor, the scientist dude mentioned that, like, they had a biomechanical suit that they were wearing. Right. That outer, the thing that cracked open was, the like, the suit. You think, well, the things in the tank actually looked like that, though. Well, I mean, even the aliens that are outside of their suits look like that. They've got that long disc head thing. Because actually, I was reading trivia. Apparently, uh, I, don't, I think it was Roland Emmerich. They brought like two, like a guy brought two alien designs to that were obviously relatively similar, mm-hmm. and he really liked them both. And that's where he came up with the idea. It's like one is like an exoskeleton bio suit thing, oh. and the other is the actual alien, so yeah, that they could cool. use both designs. That is cool. But I will say, like, it did surprise me. Like, oh, that's like an, a suit. Yeah. Like an extra skin suit. Yeah. Weird, but it's cool. I, I mean. I wonder if like the outer one's like harder because all it took was a scalpel slice and it, they were in. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, and to be fair, Will Smith punched it one time and it was out. Well, it could have been like faking out, also. Yeah, maybe. 
but he could to also get like into the but it wouldn't base. have known that was there. How are you gonna say it wouldn't have even known okay, that was okay, there when they okay, traveled to okay, Earth fine, to blow it up? Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> There's always a contingency plan. You're that's another thing about this movie. When um the Secretary of Defense guy is like, This plan's not gonna work. Why would we waste all this on this plan? It's like you have no other fucking options. Why wouldn't this shit work? Well, or everyone else looking at Randy Quaid like, Yeah, this guy was abducted by aliens. They're fucking here. Why wasn't he abducted by aliens? No, they believe him once they show up. Well, and then when he they were actually recruited him and he was saying, Oh, since I got abducted by aliens, I've been waiting to get some payback. Oh, like a bunch guys. of guys rolled their eyes like, Oh, this guy. It's like are you guys. fucking kidding me? Gotcha. Gotcha, it's gotcha. very plausible he was abducted. Yeah, by no, at that, at that point. Plus, they work at Area Fifty One. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They've You're seen those aliens. Fight them. <laughs> They've seen those aliens. <laughs> the guy who was giving them the crash course was, if I'm not mistaken, the guy who killed the alien downstairs. Yeah, I think so. I think he's also he the one who fired his... the gun on the soda can on the ship, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. They had that guy do everything. What was his name? I don't know. Nice character development movie. Yeah. Way to go, Roland Emmerich. Thank you. But um, uh, let's see, what else? Good about the end. Like Bill Emmerich. Pullman, also. Oh yeah, Bill Pullman was great. Did you know? Apparently, also reading from trivia on IMDb, that originally they wanted Kevin Spacey for the role, and he was going to be more like Richard Nixon kind of a character. I thought this looked a little more like JFK-ish. Well, because he looks younger, also. Yeah, but they wanted Kevin Spacey, and the studio was like, Bill Pullman's going to be the bigger star out of Kevin Spacey. And bill pullman so they're like we're gonna go with bill pullman so they rewrote the character <laughs> maybe a better bet in the long run yes like bill pullman never got bigger than kevin spacey but he's much less touching little boys so yes and then you good on you bill pullman yeah and then using the fact that he's gay is an excuse oh i thought you were talking about bill pullman no it was like they, used, kevin they spacey said he was gay and that's why they gave him the role i was very confused <laughs> No, no, like, no, I'm wow, how uh, progressive of them in 96. <laughs> Bill Pullman, uh, I'm gay. Hired. <laughs> Fuck Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I heard he touches kids. Don't tell anyone. No. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Independence Day. Uh, Does yes. not have Kevin Spacey in it. Probably for the better. And apparently Will Smith was their first choice for the character. Of, uh, oh, of his character? Uh, the fuck is his name? I don't know any of the character names in this movie. I don't know any of Will Smith's character names. Um... That's a joke. Uh, also, hilarious that he's built first. Well, he was one of the last of the main characters to get introduced in the movie. Uh, uh, Stephen Hiller. Ah, I actually wanted to look at something here. What did you want to look at? Jesus Christ! What? Oh, I'm just oh, a dick. Yeah. What do you What do you want to look at? Well, you were looking at my. You were looking at the mic like it was unplugged or something. No, no, no. There's a Lou, my cat's fur dangling on it. I'm trying to make a, a better windscreen by putting my cat's fur all over it. There you go. That's uh That's much filmmaking for you. <laughs> this is uh this was one of his first uh, movie roles though. Will Smith? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You got I, I mean, Bad Boys I, in 95. He was whoa, in 60 Bad Boys came out in 95? Yeah. Wow. He was in 6 Degrees of Separation and then uh, Made in America and Where the Day Takes You, but I'm imagining those Last couple were smaller roles. I've only heard of Made in America out of those. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that Jasmine was Vivica A. Fox. Oh, that was another piece that I read on uh, trivia. You know who was originally supposed to be Jasmine? Princess Jasmine from Aladdin? No. Jada Pinkett's uh, I was going to say Jada Pinkett. Yeah. 
They could have gotten married sooner and divorced sooner as well. Are they divorced? No, but maybe they should be. I don't know, man. I've I've only seen Jada Pinkett Smith in uh, Gotham. Yeah, that's awesome show, huh? <sighs> as we discussed earlier, it's not Jada Pinkett Smith's fault that that show is not as good as it should be. She's not helping it. No, oh, I, w- I was. I'll just say I wasn't sad to see her character go, but I also I don't blame actors for crappy characters unless they act poorly in the role when yeah. it could be good sometimes it's hard to tell though too that's, <laughs> if they're acting poorly or if they're just doing what the director told them that's fair but there's a lot of a lot wrong with gotham <laughs> beyond just is this still so, on uh i think it's wrapping i if it hasn't wrapped yet i think their last season is coming up God, that went a long time it, it was on too long I, they I, fucked up because I, I, tr- I it's another show I tried to give a chance. <laughs> the guy who played the penguin was fantastic. If you think so, I thought he was. I thought he was great. I mean, as penguin. I, I guess if he, I don't know a whole lot about the Batman lore, so I mean, if that's very penguin esque, good on him. But I, I, I don't. know. I thought he was good because he, out of like all of the characters, he was definitely the most grounded, mm-hmm. and it was very penguin like to be playing every possible angle to get ahead. Is that okay? That's so that's then. a pretty well. Once penguins like you know the tip top. He doesn't have to play every angle. It's like, here's money. Go fucking fix this for me. Um, but at that point, it makes sense for where he's at. Hmm. I thought the guy playing Gordon was fine. Yeah, I thought he was cool too. But my biggest issue with the show was they were constantly being like, uh, uh, this guy's going to be a Batman character. When fucking uh, Nigma was the oh, fucking was the forensic the, the guy. Forensics guy. And, like, he constantly talked in riddles and everything. It's like, we know. Yeah. You could have just called him Edward Nigma and stopped there. Right. And we'd be like, oh, interesting. But no, it's like riddles and wackiness the whole time. And then he becomes the Riddler. Mm-hmm. And then they introduce the Joker. Joker is not a Commissioner Gordon villain. Like, Penguin is perfect for Commissioner Gordon because Penguin is He's not a super villain. by the time Batman comes in. And, and that. <laughs> Joker is about Batman's age. Is he? He's that's I how I picture Joker being like maybe ten to twenty years older than Batman. I've I've always pictured him being about the same age, huh. and that's mostly because they're supposed to be like opposites. So to me, them one of them being older doesn't make sense. Hmm. But so he's older. The Riddler's older, which I can give a little bit older for Riddler. Him being around and operating a little longer, fine. But like, I think Mister Freeze is in it. I think they introduce like Titan so they can do Bane. They do like fucking yeah, they everything. It's there. like, it, oh, and then fucking uh, Selena Kyle's nickname is Cat. Uh, the girl uh, who's uh, Poison Ivy. She's Poison Ivy. Her name is like Pepper or something. No, it's Ivy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Her her actual last name was Pepper, but they called her Ivy. Yeah. Um, and it's like no, her name is Pamela Isley, but um. <laughs> Where the fuck do they get Pepper then? <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. But, but Poison Ivy's name is Pamela Isley. I'm also really confused with how uh, uh, Jim Gordon's like girlfriend was Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. Or her, her his, his girlfriend's wife. name. Were they married? I believe they were married by that point in the show. Okay, she's Barbara Gordon. And then she goes fucking insane, kills her parents, and does all sorts of crazy shit. Why would he name his daughter after that bitch? That doesn't happen to Gordon's first wife. Well, yeah, I know. I didn't feel like it could have been. I feel like they just added that shit in. They did. So why would he name his girl daughter after that shit? I don't know, man. I know. <laughs> Maybe in memory of the woman she used to be. I don't fucking know. It was such a shit show that, like... Like, did the guy who made Dragon Ball Evolution make that show? 
Maybe. He didn't look at any of the source material. Like, Fuck it. I'll do what I want. We'll do it live. <laughs> Some girl named Barbara? Yeah, Gordon. Yeah, she must be married to him, right? No! That's not how it goes. Yeah. But anyway, Independence Day. Independence Day. Day. <laughs> Does not have these issues because Independence Day is flawless. Once again, not flawless, but it was good. Okay, Jake, what's a flaw besides the CGI? Um, That's what I thought. Well, fuck, you only gave me like 10 seconds to think about it. I don't know. Well, I'm if there's gonna... such a flaw in the movie, you should have been able to find it by now. Every movie has flaws, sir. I will tell you this. I disagree. What movie doesn't have flaws? Independence Day. Another one. Uh, Whiplash. Well, if you went to Columbia, you'd hear some flaws in it. <laughs> All right, such as? Uh, what were they saying? Oh, they talked about how the girlfriend had no agency in the movie. It's like, yeah, she's not supposed to. She's a fucking side character. Yeah. Well, that and, like, their relationship is unimportant to the story. Exactly. And that's the point. Because she's to illustrated him, to, like, be, like, everybody what a else, dick he is. Yeah. And how he's everybody else on doesn't matter to him. Yeah. And that's the point of the girlfriend. You're right. She doesn't have a lot of agency or much to do. That's the That's point. the point of the character. Yes. But there was a lot of arguments at Columbia like that. So there's two. It's hard going to art school. <laughs> With a bunch of snobs. Yeah, snobs and just overly liberal people for the sake of being liberal. It's like, okay. there's a time and a place. Well, in... Logic has to come into it also. Logic has to come into it. And like, it's just a quick on that note. You know me. I'm a fairly liberal person. Correct. I'm wearing a Pride shirt right now. Day after Pride Month is over. Oh, um, I didn't get that it was Pride, but yeah, it makes yeah. sense now that I'm... So, you know, I think right there that kind of illustrates my kind of, uh, you know, political beliefs and just beliefs in general. Right. I saw somebody call the Hateful Eight misogynistic, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out why. The only reason I could come up with, didn't actually talk to the person about it, but, like, the only reason I could possibly think of was that because the bad guy was a woman, it is inherently misogynistic. And the fact... And she get why would that be inherently misogynistic? Because if you want to like back out and look at like it's like the the woman's a bad guy, so you're calling women bad guys. If you go, <laughs> but that's a, like a super super way far out. Like this is the only piece of that's art your thing that exists three times removed. Yeah, that's like <laughs> and it's like and she gets smacked around and stuff. But she's also a psychopathic killer. So like, I would I would say the best argument would be that the fact that they um. Oh, what's her name? Uh, the girl who was the stunt double for Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Yes. Uh, her name. Zoe. Yes. Something. Zoe something or other. Zoe yeah. Australia. No. Yeah. She's New Zealand. She's Kiwi. I remember that from Death Proof. All right. Okay. Anyways. She plays herself in Death Proof, by the way. No, she plays. A, she does play a character. So I don't think she plays herself, but her their characters. Zoe in that. And she's oh, a stunt you know, double. I was going to say, because I know their characters are all stunt People. actresses. Yeah. But... <laughs> Actresses, sir. It is 2019. All right, it is stunt, stunt actors. People, stunt actors, stunts folk. <laughs> Anyways, but anyway, um, I would say the fact that she was killed without really a fight. In Death Proof? No, not in Death Proof. In fucking Hateful Eight. Was she in Hateful Eight? Yeah, she's the person who drives the wagon. She gets thrown into the well when they do the flashback. Oh, it's been. I saw it once. Really? You yeah. only saw it the one time? Yeah, but I got to see the roadshow version, million, which, which was seven, the seventy millimeter, yeah, not the seventy seven, millimeter, which was fantastic. <laughs> Did you enjoy your? 
what, what's it called when they take a break in a movie? Intermission. Intermission. I did. And I was the first person back into the theater, and I like to sit the, not the very back row, one forward from that. Did you swap? Did you change seats between intermissions? No. Oh, nope. Okay. That's where I was. I, was like, I thought you maybe got a shit seat at the beginning, <laughs> nope. and then I got, during intermission, I took got a better one. I got my seat, and I got back into that seat at intermission. I was the only person in the theater, and I could hear the film projector running behind me, and I thought it was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> did you get more popcorn during the intermission? Uh, I actually did. I what the fuck did I get? I don't think I got. I don't think I got popcorn. No. No. Gummy worms. Raisinets? Uh, no. I don't know. It might have just been popcorn. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> that was four years ago. That, see, that I'm surprised it was only four years ago. What I'm more surprised about is that Independence Day Resurgence came out only one year after Hateful Eight. Yeah. I feel like Hateful Eight's been out for way longer than uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Longer than just one year. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it has been out longer, but... Anyway, so Independence Day. Independence Day. Uh, don't watch Gotham. Don't watch Gotham. Hateful Eight, I, while I enjoyed it, can be boring. Non-misogynistic. Can be boring. <laughs> if if you're in for a slog, it's your movie. I wouldn't even call it a slog. If you're in for like... Uh, it, Very okay, slow. Burn. If you want to watch Clue, but you want to watch something newer, go watch Hateful Eight. How about that? Well, okay. <laughs> Anyways, Independence um, Day. Yeah. How uh, do we get on to... Uh, oh, you, oh, you we were talking about flawed movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you talked about overly Whiplash. liberal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are, yeah, yeah I gotcha. Um, <laughs> they did that also with... Um, oh, there was a Baldwin in this movie? Which one? Adam? Adam Baldwin. Where the fuck? Oh, there he is. Major Mitchell? Click on him. Is that the guy who shot him? It oh, is. shit. Oh, and he's the guy who... Uh, fuck, he's the guy from uh, fucking... The Patriot. <sighs> no, Full Metal what? Jacket. Oh, uh, Firefly. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I didn't watch Firefly. Yeah, I, I watched all of it. Was that good? It was fun. Okay, cool. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm not like, oh my god, I cannot believe they canceled this flawless masterpiece. That's one that I'm like, it was good, but I'm like, <laughs> I also see why they canceled it. Like, it wasn't like, I, I see why they canceled it in so much as like, to me, it wasn't really going anywhere. Like, it was a collection of interesting stories with good characters but it wasn't getting anywhere well also would that really be the type of show for fox anyway wouldn't that be a better sci-fi show uh, i can see why it was on fox because fox does like i think fox has done some of those types of shows but well nowadays though would it be on fox or would it be on sci-fi <sighs> probably would have been on sci-fi mm. i think sci-fi does reruns of it i'm sure it does okay. but um i was also gonna say uh so Getting back to the whole flawless movie thing and yes. how... How you don't think Independence Day is? Well, not just that. but um, So at Columbia, they would do these things called cinema slapdowns where they'd pick a popular movie at that point. They'd, we'd all watch the movie in a big theater mm -hmm. and then uh, they would have two predetermined people to debate the movie and they would do a debate afterwards. Okay. Now, sometimes, regardless of whether or not it made sense, they just wanted to have a debate... So they would pick someone to debate the other side just to be devil's advocate. Yes. And was that no more evident in anything than in fucking uh, Mad Max Fury Road? Okay. Somebody had to pick, talk about why it wasn't a good movie? Yeah. Wow, I don't envy <laughs> that person. That person was also wearing, like, Mad Max, like, cosplay <laughs> clothes because they fucking loved the movie. 
Of course they did. But they still had a debate, like, what kind of issues it did have. And, of course, they they went to, like, how it was still somewhat misogynistic. I'm like, that's the... That, that, I get that, like, you're debating a losing argument and, yeah. like, you're forced to do that anyway. So, yeah. tough nuggies to you. Tough yeah. nuggies to you is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, but, like, she was saying how the other girls didn't have much agency. The the pregnant one who got... Um, uh, uh, Anne Harrit, the one who got ran over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how she, like, really didn't serve any purpose to the movie other than to be run over and be pregnant. It's like... Jesus Christ! This I mean, is a horrible argument. Yeah, because okay, and to be fair, in that, I kind of get what they're saying, but at the same time, it was also an incredibly like female empowerment movie, right? Yeah, of women empowerment it was. movie. Like Furiosa was the main character, but that's kind of the case in a lot of Mad Max movies. Where Mad Max, well, except the first one, Mad Max just kind of shows up and has to deal with some man. shit. Yeah, he's the Jerry Seinfeld of the movie. Sure, I've always, <laughs> I've always had the opinion in a Mad Max movie. That, like, you know, it's post-apocalypse, and, like, these things happened, but then, like, the, like he becomes, like, the mythical character. Like, it's not the same person in Road Warrior as is in Thunderdome as is in Fury Road. Like, they're different people, but they attribute it to Max. Oh, really? That's that's how I interpret it. That's so it's like, idea. these things are, like, happening, but then you, when you're telling the myths and the legends... This is what Max did. Mm. I would say... Um, That's how I interpret it. Having only seen Fury Road and seen a bunch of parts of all the other ones. Okay. So they have all kind of bled together anyway, except for Fury Road, because I've seen that one multiple times. Um, I would say it seems almost more like Max is kind of like a catalyst to make shit happen. Mm-hmm. And then after it happens, and like he's more of like a way to showcase all the other people around him. Yeah. And then he just moves on to the next adventure. Yeah, but I kind I like that idea that you had though. Also, the see the only the only disagreement I'd have about that particular note is that is specifically in Fury Road, he doesn't catalyze anything. It was gonna happen. Excuse me, no matter what. Well, I mean, he gets the only, further into their adventure. The only thing he really contributes is a suggestion to go back to the Citadel. Because they get to where there's nothing, where there was supposed to be all this, like, like food and water and everything they could need. It was nothing. There was nothing there. He's like, nobody's guarding that anymore because that entire fucking everybody Armada. is after <laughs> us. We can go back and take it over. Right. That's the only thing he suggests. Yeah, but they also wouldn't have gotten as far as even that without him, though. I suppose. And they wouldn't have befriended the fucking uh, the wild War. boy. Warboy. Uh, Nicholas Holt. Is yeah. it Warboy? Yeah, they're they're called Warboys. Where do you get wild from? I don't know. Well, then you've got the well, the feral child in Road Warrior, but mm. Fury Road is the last 30 minutes of Road Warrior turned into a two and a half hour movie. Is it really? Yeah, it basically is. Mm. If you watch the last 30 minutes of Road Warrior, it's them in a tanker truck <laughs> driving away from a bunch of crazy people in cars. Oh, I haven't seen all of Road Warrior. Like I've seen, yeah. I've seen, like I've said, I've seen some of Road Warrior. I've seen some of um, Beyond the Thunderdome, Thunderdome, Dome, Thunderdome, Dome. Beyond Thunderdome. Okay. Have okay. you seen any of the original Mad Max? That's what I'm saying. No, uh, no, 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 no. I've the seen parts original, of it, though. not Road Warrior. Yeah, I know. I've okay. seen parts of it though. Gotcha. Because that's one where he actually has a wife, right? Yeah, and like a family, and it's kind of boring. But the bad <laughs> guy in that movie, yeah, 
uh, plays a Morton show in uh, oh, okay. Fury Road. Yeah, I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't. Not the same character, but. <laughs> um, so Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to say. It's a perfect, flawless, you know, once masterpiece. Once again, it's fine. But I will say, like, uh, yeah, it was good. Um, here, hold on. Fucking Adam Baldwin, you non-movie-doing piece of shit. Since 2017. Uh, I liked Bill Pullman's character, by the way. I forgot that... Um, they had said a couple times that he was also a pilot in the military before yeah. becoming president. Mm-hmm. So, I, d- I mean, like, he does kind of feel like the perfect president, doesn't he? <laughs> he does feel like a pretty good president. <laughs> like, I kind of wish we had him. Not even saying, like, oh, I just like the current president we have. It's like, he'd be a cool president to have, though. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if aliens attacked. Right. I mean, who can really knock the way he does president? Like, he's willing to... He he doesn't want to have to kill civilians if he can't. He doesn't... Uh... He doesn't... He, like, he's willing to stay and, like, go down with the ship if needed. Right, Because he right. didn't want to contribute to panic, so he wanted to get the rest of the government secure, and he would stay behind. Right. Which is hilarious, because they all got blowed up. Yeah. Didn't matter. <laughs> um... And then also, he was willing to join the fight as well. Yep. Like, very, very, very much first in, last one out vibe from him. I need to double check, but assuming these events actually happened, he would have been the first president to lead troops since, I think, said James Buchanan in, like, 18... I think it was during the War of 1812. You mean uh, as a president? As a president. Oh, okay. Like, if this happened, and <laughs> President Whitmore or whatever... Um, uh, whatever out. the fuck his name was uh, hey Whitmore. what a guess Got uh, so if this happened and President Whitmore you know was in this fight he would have been the first president since James Buchanan like helped defend DC when the, the British attacked like he like led Holy a, led a uh, <laughs> yeah in 18 like like the 1800s like before the Civil War. Is that the last time the British attack? Yep. It was eighteen twelve. Yep, the War of eighteen twelve. White House got torched. Bitches. Oh, yeah. Well. Um. So I really, think it said James. B- I think it said it was James Buchanan. It's the last one. It's kind of crazy. It's... Even Teddy Roosevelt didn't lead troops. Nope. Huh. I know FDR didn't lead troops. <laughs> Would have been funny though. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been something, that's for sure. Also, there was no war in the 30s. Unless you're talking about the war on poverty. Well, there was war, just not in America. (laughs) There's always war somewhere. Sometimes even in space, John. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to, I guess, say about this movie, really. Like, I would only say, like, it'd be... Sorry, I'm adjusting my mic. I would only say it'd be interesting to, like hear more from the alien's point of view like kind of like because well, we I'm, got the alien's point of view yeah but only because whitmore said so because he oh. had like a flash of their you think whitmore's lying about them he's like oh they came in peace i'm going to kill them all <laughs> i'm saying maybe he's a charlie day type of person oh from uh, pacific rim too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had that thought in my mind. i was like what the fuck i, I haven't seen resurgence i was like what if <laughs> not telling the truth <laughs> it's the same twist <laughs> i mean to be fair charlie day was telling the truth 
you know, they wanted to kill everybody, but the kaijus took over his mind. Yeah, yeah. But, well, that's what I'm saying. He was setting up for something more sinister. I was saying, I wonder if Resurgence Voltron about kaiju. Vol- wait, Ultron kaiju? Voltron kaiju. Oh, Voltron kaiju. Yeah. Voltron kaiju. Uh, Megazord kaiju. Pacific Rim 2 Uprising. Not as good as the first one. I no. didn't mind it. But not as good as the first one. I didn't like that um, Charlie Day was still making jokes even after he'd like, like he was by himself first of all, which is weird to make jokes by yourself. And then to be uh, fair, he was crazy at that point. So yeah, but then also like he's outed as being like kaiju brained. Yeah. So it's like, are kaiju's making jokes? What the fuck is well, that? Just I mean, yeah, I guess it was... it's the blend of them both. But yeah, see, that's another like. Uh, Jeff Goldblum type scenario. Just do the Charlie Day thing. Like, go make some jokes on top of this roof. It's like, the scene's supposed to be action-packed. There's giant things fighting each other. I don't want to cut back to Charlie Day and making a joke about how his kaijus are coming together. I actually saw somebody had drawn like a little comic. I cannot for the life of me remember what it was that I think would have made that scene a little bit better. And basically, scene? Yeah, that scene that you're talking about. Okay. Where it's like, Charlie Day's character is like trying to take back his body type of thing like you know there's like that struggle like power on the struggle inside. internal yeah an internal part and like that sounds well, like another movie power struggle internal um <laughs> and like the last like frame like was like the you know whoever was in charge of the charlie day's body's like really now little man this is when you're trying to you know fix this or whatever but like then that like that entity reasserts its dominance over the body and moves on with the scene and i'm like that would have been really interesting if it's like it's not even charlie day's character it's like something that was controlling his body and using his knowledge, right? Which it was, but it to was a certain supposed, extent. Yeah, but this it was more like a hybrid. It would have been interesting if it was like a completely separate entity, while Charlie Day's character was trying to take his body back. Right. The uh, the actual movie felt more like just Charlie Day brainwashed. Yeah. Which, uh, I guess, but yeah. I mean. With the fact that, like, he's been drifting with a kaiju brain, you think it would be more similar to, like, the hive mind of the kaiju is controlling him now also. Exactly. So, yeah, that would have been more cool. Yeah, but, oh well. Um, (laughs) And I wouldn't have had as much problem with him, like, making jokes while simultaneously being the bad guy, because it does show a conflict between the two brains, as opposed to just a kaiju making jokes. Yeah. (laughs) So... But anyways, that was, uh, sorry, that was, uh, you know, that's a totally different movie. You think he'll make a third one? It's not totally different. It's Alien Invasion. No. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they'll do a third Pacific Rim. Mm. I thought it was interesting how, um, they kind of decided to wrap up Independence Day. By not even showing the conflict in the other countries, just like yeah. they figured out how to do it, oh, so everyone did it fucking flawlessly. Oh god, that was my—that's one of my favorite parts of this movie too. When they're getting like the Morse code message, like the British soldiers who are in Iraq, like at the Brit- the Morse code message, and they're like, "Ah, the Americans have figured out how to take them down." And the one guy's like, "It's about bloody time." It's like, why is America got to lead the charge? <laughs> Roland Emmerich, why you know like. There's other countries that could be trying to figure this shit out. I said the same thing to Kate. I was like, I wonder if like the other countries are going to their Area 51s and if they have fucking alien spaceships too. It's all the same thing. Like a million of these like spaceships like show up. It's like, fuck, everybody had the same. <laughs> also, that's actually something I wanted to bring up. Okay. Is that last scene 
well, not last scene, last bit when Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith go to the alien mothership. Uh-huh. Was it just me, or did it seem like they didn't film together? Because they rarely had shots of Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith together. It was constantly like one shots of each of them. Even when they like were like hiding behind the chairs because like they opened up the panel and like they like shake hands and they're smoking the cigars. It's like shot of Will Smith, shot of Jeff Goldblum, shot of Will Smith, shot of Jeff Goldblum. It's not like a wide shot of the two of them shake. They don't even yet. When they shake hands, it doesn't even like wide shot that. I don't know. I mean, I suppose I, I'm sure they did film together though. But I, I guess I, I could see what you're saying where it kind of felt. It was like either like they didn't have like much chemistry together. Yeah, it was maybe either... that's a result of them not having any like kind of two shots of them. That I'm, I was thinking either like they didn't like each other on set or like they Jeff Goldblum was too Jeff Goldblumy and Will Smith was too Will Smithy. So or like they had to do a bunch <laughs> of reshoots so they couldn't get them both on the same day or something. Uh, maybe I mean, but they did have like two shots, like a of couple the, of two of the shots. cockpit and stuff, like a couple times. Like I was watching for it, and like it didn't happen. Like there was more shots of them together in Area Fifty One than in that scene. So I'm feeling like well, there really wasn't was... even a lot of that though. I know, but there was more of them. Well, I mean, there's the shot where um, he says, "So you really think you could fly that thing? Oh, you really think you do all that bullshit you just said?" Yeah. And then there's the wedding scene, but actually that's not even them together because they're already standing up at the quote-unquote altar and fucking Jeff Goldblum walks in and sits down. I don't think there's any shot of them together. Yeah, and then when they get the cigars. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's kind of like it. I think it might have been like The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel type situation. I don't know, man. (laughs) Have we ever seen Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum in a movie together? Maybe they're actually the same person. They're both, whichever one is the actual They're both one. Fred Savage. Yeah, Fred. Sa- All I wanted was to be recognized as the greatest actor who ever lived. Because <laughs> wasn't he? Who, who was he in that episode? He was Rush Limbaugh and Michael Moore. That's right. <laughs> I think it was Rush Limbaugh. It was yeah, a yeah. Republican. Okay, but I definitely knew it was Michael Moore. <laughs> Michael Moore. Oh man. Um, but yeah so it just it felt that way to me like either there was reshoots or like the two shots just didn't work or something because it was way too many just single shots of each of them maybe um let's talk about resurgence was uh what's thor's name chris hemsworth hemsworth was the other hemsworth is that the son of uh randy quaid or a descendant i I, I, I never saw resurgence well, yeah, I was just curious. Maybe I, I don't know. Then why'd you ask me? I don't know. You could click on Jeff Goldblum. He was in Independence Day Resurgence. Thank you. Uh, so was Bill Pullman. Yes. Um, he still looked good, by the way. But uh, fucking... Oh, I didn't know he was in Grand Budapest Hotel. He's only nominated for one Oscar. He's just as good as Randy Quaid. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, known for... Come on. Scroll down. Oh, now you're too far. Okay, right. I forgot how this worked. Um, Jesus Christ. Don't you Jesus Christ me. There's Thor Ragnarok. There it is. Alright. Okay. Also, yep. With Jake Morrison. So, no. No. Um, Also, apparently there was a deleted scene that I actually think I remember seeing. Apparently there's a bunch of deleted scenes, but there was one, because obviously Randy Quaid's kids look nothing like Randy Quaid. Yeah, Um, they look either Hispanic or Native American. Yes. 
So there's apparently a scene where the kid says something that's like, you're not my father, you're just the guy who married my mom. To like cover why there is the very apparent difference that those are not Randy Quaid's children. Okay. Um, so. I kind of like the idea I came up with in my head instead. but Which was? I don't know that they are his kids, but the wife just died and she was ethnic and of some kind. Yeah. That's Native fair. American or Latin or something. No, there's a, there's a bunch of deleted scenes that like apparently made things make sense. Mm. More things make sense because like uh, one thing I've seen like criticized a lot was like how does the human technology work with alien technology? And I think there's a deleted scene that explains that. Oh, like the way they said they they repaired that ship that they found in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering about that too. I was like, why hasn't anyone like tested like? They're like our weapons on the out exterior of the ship. If they thought like this could potentially be an invasion of some kind, they couldn't have just yeah. taken a chunk of it and like shot nine millimeters at it or something. No, apparently not. And also, this how does the ship know that weapons are firing at it, or if it's just a hand putting a fucking soda can on it? Probably of a speed thing. Hmm. If it's coming, if it hit like the impact and the velocity, velocity. yeah. I suppose. I can't remember. There was a game or some fucking sci-fi shit I was watching or playing or some shit. I don't know. Where, like, that was basically what it was. Like, if you, like, moved quickly enough, mm. like, that's how it knew, but you could move in slower. Something. I don't fucking remember. But that's kind of the explanation I kind of figured was, like... Yeah. Kate also mentioned this, too. Like, when they take the ship to go board the mothership, and remind me about mothership. I have a question about that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> she was saying like, how does the ship like not have like a barcode on it that the big mothership would scan as it's pulling it in in the first place? Like, why wouldn't it just reject it like a baboon heart? It's like this has some human shit in it. Boom, blow it into up in space before it even gets to the mothership. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I kind of figured that it was like, hey, that's our scout ship that we sent ahead. Yeah, you fucker. Seven. Is that you forty fifth. years ago. Yeah, they 40 found years it in the ago. 50s is 90s, so 40 so, years ago. You guys are finally coming back home. That's kind of the explanation I figured was the case. That or technology for them had not advanced in 40 years, where they're like, oh, it's just another one of our ships. Kate did also ask that, too. It's like, so, like, they haven't changed anything in 40 years? Like, their ships look exactly the same. Well, I mean, if it ain't broke. There's still people driving vintage Mustangs around, so I guess. Okay, so Maybe they're then, like, damn, look at that one. That one's cool looking. <laughs> look how they used to make them. <laughs> make it like that anymore. <laughs> uh, so what's your question about the mothership? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> when um, Jeff Goldblum is like saying his plan that he has drawn up on the whiteboard, mm-hmm. he refers to the mothership as a mothership. Yes. And then everyone's like, so your plan is to take us to the mothership? Is that the first time Mothership was ever used? I, d- I didn't notice that inflection, so I couldn't There was a little bit of like snarkiness when they said Mothership back to him. I'm like, maybe that's is the this first the time. first time they've ever come up with Mothership? Maybe they just hadn't referred to it as the Mothership. It seemed weird. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure there's like 1950s like sci-fi comics or something about... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Call it like the Mothership. It just seemed weird like they're... I mean, they were thinking every single aspect of his plan was ludicrous. The, the white-haired guy who's in other stuff, but yeah. Also, something else that's funny. Um, the general is Robert Loja. Was it really? Yeah. Wow, he looked old. R as in Robert, Robert Loja. 
Oh, is in oh my gosh, it's Robert, Robert Loja. Space. I, <laughs> I really didn't realize that was Robert Loja. Yeah. Um Okay, so the guy at the beginning who's sleeping in the bed, he gets called from the Asian guy who's picking up the radio feed of the fact that there's yeah. aliens. So he's he, in the mummy. Okay. And Mr. Deeds, do you remember him? I don't remember I've never I didn't see Mr. Deeds. Jesus Christ. But God. I've seen the mummy. Okay, you've seen The Mummy. You, do you remember him from The Mummy? No. It's been a long time since I've seen The Mummy. <sighs> All right. He's, uh, uh, he owns the library in The Mummy. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, um, okay. Yeah, I think I remember. Okay. Um, he didn't show back up in the movie. <laughs> this is going to be a little convoluted, but this is the math that my brain started doing. When I saw him in this movie, and then I knew Bull, Bill, Bill Pullman, Pullman was in this movie, mm-hmm. Bill Pullman was in a romantic comedy with Sandra Bullock and the guy who played Chuck Cedar and Mr. Deeds. And in Mr. Deeds, Chuck Cedar is partners with the guy at the beginning of Independence Day yeah. who gets the phone call in bed and he says, this better be a beautiful woman or I'm hanging up. They're partners in that movie. It's all cyclical. Uh-huh. Seven degrees of Hollywood, buddy. Yeah. Kevin Bacon was nowhere to be found in any of these no. movies. That'd be crazy if he was in all three, though, wouldn't it? It would be. <laughs> Just didn't even notice him. Is some background extra. He's the alien. He's the alien. <laughs> uh, Independence Day. Good movie. Yes, good movie. Good movie. Huh? See, you didn't say flawless this time. Oh, it is flawless. I don't think you think it is anymore. I do. Nah. Yeah. You're it's right. a two and a half hour movie that doesn't feel like two and a half hours. Yeah, I will say this. I was surprised when I booted it up on Hulu. I was like, fuck, two hours. Jesus Two Christ. and a half. Well, I know, but when you see it break two hours, I was still surprised at that. And yeah, it did actually, uh, as the movie was like progressing through, it did feel like the Avengers almost. Mm-hmm. How like they're setting up each storyline and then they're going to eventually bring them together. And also they lose at first and then they have to regroup and then they go back out again. You got the best goddamn speech in movie history. It was pretty good. Uh, Independence Day or 300? Independence Day. Really? Yes. Hmm. Independence Day or the King's Speech? Oh, Independence Day. I haven't seen the King's Speech. King's Speech isn't bad. I want to see it. It's in my list. My queue. Netflix. Um, well, you better fucking get on it with your luck. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? My luck. But yeah, no, they keep taking off the movies I want to watch. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm trying to think of really good monologues. What are some of the great monologues of all time? That's a pretty good one. Good monologues. Good monologues. I mean, Independence Day. <laughs> uh, and then I don't know what the distant distant second would be. Well, Pacific Rim. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Quentin Tarantino has written a lot of good monologues. Yeah. Uh, where Bill is reciting to her the story about Superman, yep. the mythos of Superman. Um, then Path uh, of the Righteous Man. The better version of that and is the explanation the, at the end. Yeah, that's better. the better version. Right. Um, uh, Steve Buscemi's talk about why he doesn't tip or does tip, but that's not really a monologue because there's people that chime yeah, in. That's a dialogue. The monologue in that movie is the commode story mode story where he's practicing the uh the story that he's going to tell uh joe 
to get in. About the the cops who were like he. He's like there's that woman who he's like selling weed for or whatever. Well, I think we really need to get Dylan here so I can rewatch that movie because I apparently don't remember enough about it. Wow, <laughs> um, that's a good one. Uh, those are really good monologues though, like legitimately good. Like truly, I do like. Obviously, I'm being a little facetious saying it's the greatest movie speech of all time but i truly truly do love the speech in, from independence day right yeah it's good um no doubt um if we're I, quentin tarantino does just i mean pretty objectively does write good dialogue for his characters yes. so a good monologue is also the one that samuel L. jackson has about the other general's son yep that's really interesting one <laughs> that's uh yep <laughs> And then, uh, what else? There was, uh... I always liked the one from Death Proof also, where she recites the poem to I Butterfly. never liked Death Proof. I know. I don't... Death Proof is a good movie. Have you watched it recently? I could rewatch it, but I was so bored watching it the first time. You were bored? Bored out of my mind. I haven't seen Planet Terror. It's a weird one. <laughs> um... Hmm. Good monologues, good monologues. I mean... There's the one in Avatar. There's the one at the beginning of The Godfather. Uh, I Came to America speech. I don't remember it. It's right at the beginning of The Godfather. Where the Undertaker's like pleading his case to The Godfather. Came to oh. America. And he was talking about... He's like, the one looking... that God, The Godfather says, I didn't think we were friends. You never invite me over. Yeah, that okay. one. That guy. That guy. And he right. gives his whole monologue about how his daughter's like beat God. by the like, okay. gang of guys. I remember that everything. guy then. Yeah. That's a good monologue. Uh, I think the uh, I Always Wanted to Be a Gangster speech from Goodfellas is a pretty good one. I haven't seen all of Goodfellas. It's right at the beginning. I've seen most parts of Goodfellas, but... Um, I mean, Scorsese does good monologues, too. Um, I mean, the, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? That was improv was it improv? Mm-hmm. That's that would be considered a monologue, though, wouldn't it? Uh, I guess, but it's not a very long. It, like it's a couple lines of dialogue. So it's a monologue. Little. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> not uh, a monologue. Because I think I think the only thing the script said is Travis talks to himself in the mirror. That's what the script says. I didn't even know the scene was in the mirror. I've only heard that scene. I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, he's talking to himself <laughs> in the mirror. Okay. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thought, though. Monologues. You know what would be really interesting? If we just mm. looked at like the top monologues and then just, I don't know, I'm researched them and talked about them. Like, that would be an interesting oh, podcast I would, just to talk about all the monologues. I would be cool doing that for an episode of this. A instead bonus of watching episode? Either a bonus episode or instead of watching a movie, we discuss great movie monologues. Is that going to be the new path that this podcast goes? No, but I think we can do, I think we can take a break and do a special episode. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole idea of this podcast is like great stuff we've never seen and, I mean... I don't think anyone's seen all of the greatest monologues of all time. I mean, I'm sure most film fucking historians have, but... Well, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up... Uh, like a list of best monologues? Let's see. We got Caddyshack, Cinderella Story. What, what's the monologue in Caddyshack? When he's... Where uh, he's putting and talking to Ty or Kai or... No, no, no when, he's, he when, he's, when he's hitting the, uh, the flower heads. Oh... 
I thought maybe he's talking it was, to himself. Um, Chevy Chase's the no 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 like where he's like putting and he's going no 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 not that and one. then he goes for the last putt and misses. <laughs> uh, Bronx Tale, Goodwill Hunting. Haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. Me neither. You haven't. You haven't either. I know, but I'm saying that. How have we not done that podcast yet? Okay, well let's do that after Battleship. We'll we'll go back from a fucking well, not we'll good. We'll do that movie. after Evil Dead too. Uh, we need to do that part. Uh, we got to do. Battleship. We got Battleship and Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I know. And I thought Reservoir Evil Dogs. De- I thought Evil Dead 2 was... Well, we, we'll get to Reservoir Dogs when we get to Reservoir Dogs. Right. Uh, there's one from American Beauty. The Network. Oh, that's actually a good one. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. The Network. What's the Network? That's not the social network. No, 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 no. It's... I don't know what... I don't exactly know what it's about. Wall Street Greed is Good. Any given Sunday. What are these two video links? Both two of them are for Tarantino movies. Yeah. I forgot about Inglorious Bastards, though. That's a good monologue. Oh, somebody put the uh, the pocket watch speech from uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, that is he walked great. Walked around with this uncomfortable hunk of metal up his ass. <laughs> also, Dark Knight, very classic now. Yeah. Oh, Balboa. Coffee mm-hmm. is for closers. Glengarry Glenn Ross. Pulp Fiction, yep. A Few Good Men, that's a great one. Have you seen A Few Good Men? I've not. That's a really good movie. That's one i just seen within the last year. I watched it with my pappy. Silence of the Lambs. Taken. Actually, didn't even care for it. I don't remember the one from Shawshank Redemption. Uh, it depends which one. We go back to it. I'm assuming it's the one where he's... Like, oh, it's when he's getting... It's. I think it's probably when uh, he's, he's getting, getting paroled, paroled at the end. Thank you. I kept thinking promotion. I'm like, he's not getting promoted. Uh, they got uh, Donnie's eulogy Donnie's from Big eulogy. Lebowski. Oh, yes. By the way, uh, did you see the video of... um, Not Jim Gaffigan. What's his fucking name? Jeff Gar... No, not Jeff Garland. What's his John fucking name? John Goodman. John Goodman. Thank you. I kept thinking of fat guys. John Goodman uh, just recently got his um, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, that's good for him. Yes, and Jeff Bridges gave him a speech during it, and he gave him the speech, and he like ripped the speech from uh, that John Goodman gives to Donnie, but he like gives it as the dude, but he references uh, John Goodman both as Walter and John Goodman. He like says Walter first, and then he like acts like he got it wrong, and he says John instead, but he. He basically gives that speech to him. Interesting. He walks up with um, a suit, and then someone hands him the dude's sweater, and he puts that on. (laughs) (laughs) And John Goodman's dying the whole time during it. It's actually a pretty good speech. I'll need to take a look at that. Um, Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, The I Drink Your Milkshake speech from There Will Be Blood. (laughs) Uh, The Princess Diaries. What? Apparently. I don't even remember a monologue in that. I never saw it. I guess her speech at the end. Probably. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. <sighs> Shall be a day. Hold your ground, hold your ground, sons of Gondor of Rohan, my brothers. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all... Oh, today will not be that day. I, I was hoping you'd read the rest of it. Okay. Um, forsake our friends and break all bounds You should take it, take it from the top again. Hold your ground. Hold oh, your ground. Never mind. Never mind. The joke's gone. Never mind. All right. 
Because the way you were reading it, I wanted to take that audio and then cut it over him giving the speech. And you're just like, hold your ground, hold your ground, sons of Gondor, Rohan, my brothers. I see in your eyes the same. Like, you were just kind of like trying to figure out where you knew the speech from. (laughs) And I was hoping you'd do that all the way through. And it would be great to have that dubbed over the scene. (laughs) Well, hold on then. Hold your ground, hold your ground. Sons of Gondor of Rohan, my brothers... I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day, an hour of wolves and shattered shields, when the age of men come crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight by all that you hold dear on this good earth. I bid you stand, men of the West." Aragorn's speech to his followers before the last battle with Mordor. Nice. I mean, see, I, I still didn't know the speech, so. <laughs> Not fully. Oh, there's the network. I'm mad as hell. Malice? And oh, I'm is that Alec Baldwin? Uh, it looks like him. Braveheart? Oh, yeah. Take our land, but not our freedom. Haven't seen The Matrix. Really? Really? The Help? Okay. Steel Magnolias? Okay. Taxi Driver? Eh. You looking at me? Are you talking to me? Now you look oh, at me. that's the one from American Beauty. The one that fucking Peter rips off. Have you seen American Beauty? No. Oh, that's an alright one. A lot of people uh, think it's really pretentious. Uh, Patton, Scent of a Woman. I've been meaning to see Glengarry Glenn Ross. Have you seen I have it? not. Well, that's another one we can add. Goodwill okay. Hunting, Glengarry Glenn Ross. You know what? Hold on. Let me bring up my Google Docs right Yeah. So, we've been looking at the same Google Doc for months. Well, now it's a good thing we're talking about new ones. So, do we have much more we want to say about Independence Day? I think we've kind of... I think we've kind of exhausted Independence Day. Like, yeah. you know what Independence Day was, podcast-wise? Hmm. It wasn't a movie we really got in depth on. Because there's not a lot of depth to Independence Day. Yeah, true. You know what? It is one of those shallow movies that you enjoy. Yeah. But it was a great jumping-off point for a lot of other conversations. Yes. Um, those are some of my favorites podcasts that we do yes you know what i think the listeners also because i've been told more often than not that they like it when we just get into onto some bullshit they appreciate when we talk about some movies but they kind of like just the banter yeah regardless of it you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) um so uh glengarry glenn ross Jesus Christ. I think Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is like... Look, I don't think that's how it's spelled. Is it all one word? I think it's two words. Glenn Gary and Glenn Ross. Okay, it is. I did have it fucking right. God damn it. What can I say except you're welcome. Dun, 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 dun. And goodwill hunting. Oh, thank you. Goodwill Hunting. Does also, remember that episode of Foster's Home? No. <laughs> also, I would say maybe uh, Dead Poet Society. Because I haven't seen that one either. You haven't seen that one? No. Oh. And since we're on a Robin Williams kick. Aladdin? I mean, I've seen Aladdin. <laughs> uh... Put Mrs. Doubtfire on that list, too, because I haven't seen it. Real Steel. There's a fucking good speech from Real Steel. <laughs> I don't think so. I never saw Rock'em Sock'em Robots in the movie. 
I, I honestly probably would have liked the movie more if they would have just called it Rock of Sock'em Robots. Uh, 300, yep. We mentioned that one. Any Given Sunday. You know what? Al Pacino's in a lot of these. Gone with the Wind, Frankly Scarlet, I Don't Give a Fuck. That would have been a way... <laughs> Selena, and Justice for All, True Romance. I've been meaning to see True Romance. Toss People cite it mostly as a Tarantino movie, but I know it's not. He Tarantino. like produced it, didn't he? I couldn't tell you. It might be one that he wrote but didn't get to direct. Because a lot of the characters in that, like, okay, Eldo Rain's descendant is in True Romance. Yeah. As well as um, some of the other uh, bastards. I learned that actually Donnie, from... Uh, Donnie Donowitz, right? Is it his? I think so. I think one of his Isn't kids. he like the director of the movie or some shit? Eli Roth? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm seeing the character oh, in True Romance. I, don't I think know. he's... Never seen him. Anyway, I learned that there's descendants in True Romance because of our good friend Jordan Reeder, his podcast, mm-hmm. um, Popular Films. Yes. He, his first episode was Inglorious Bastards, and they went really into depth on that. Yeah. No, that's the whole Tarantino shared universe. Like, uh, there's like the the real world in the Tarantino verse, and then like the movies that exist in the Tarantino verse. Like, the meta I believe, facts. Like, I think Kill Bill is one of the ones that's like that isn't an actual thing that happens, but it's you know a movie that happens, which is why a lot of people see in like the the trailers for uh, it's a fucking good one in Snow White and the Huntsman. Right. That's a good one. The dicks, pussies, and assholes speech. <laughs> I don't remember that one. But Team America World Police, that's the one that yes, sorry. your memory. Yeah. Uh, not... <laughs> for, because for people who don't know, yes. that speech. The, the dicks, pussies, and assholes speech in Team America World Police is fantastic. <laughs> um, but no, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, one of the movies Leo's character is in is like him like torching a bunch of Nazis. Like there's just a quick bit where he's like, flamethrowing a bunch of nazis in a movie theater yeah fried sauerkraut yeah so that's <laughs> so people are like oh so this is like the actual like verification that inglorious bastards happened in the universe like that happened in the tarantino universe and now they're making a movie about world war like the events that ended world war ii where a bunch of nazis got torched in a movie theater i, I yeah i suppose I mean, it happens totally different, but it... Well, yeah, obviously they're dramatizing it, but to be fair, Tarantino fucking did whatever the fuck he wanted with World War II as well, so... Right, yeah. Okay, yeah, good point. Um, Spoiler alert, Hitler dies at the end of Inglorious Bastards. No. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I saw that movie in theaters with you. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that shit. birthday in 2007? Three times in theaters I saw that movie. Really? Yep. I think I saw it twice. I Did that movie come out in 2007? Uh... Or eight. That's my favorite Tarantino oh, nine. movie. Oh, nine? Really? Yes, oh, nine. That came out after Iron Man. Yeah. Wow. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I like that movie. That's I my favorite Tarantino love. movie. Inglourious That's Bastards. a good one. I. It's Pulp that or... Pulp Fiction's da- your favorite, right? Pulp Fiction, but it for me, it's a real close call between Django and Inglourious Bastards. Oh, really? Yes. Pulp Fiction's uh, not even... No, no, no. Two? No, no. Pulp Fiction's the best, oh. in my opinion. But then, like, for number two, it's real close with Inglorious Bastards and Django. Like, mm. I would almost put them there together. Mm. Yeah. And I think Django is easily his most rewatchable movie. You think so? Mm-hmm. This is becoming the Quentin Tarantino episode. I don't know. I could watch a lot of Kill Bill. I could That prob- one's the one that gets played on TV okay. most. Volume one. Kill Bill Volume one is way more replayable than Kill Bill Volume two. You think so? Yes. 
know. You got to, you, yeah, the volume one is uh, Oranishi. Like the yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Like that is. I mean, like the more, whole more, fight with the crazy 88 is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah, that. But the Pai Mei training stuff, that's. That takes up a lot of Kill Bill Volume 2. It I does. Will, I love that sequence. Excuse me. And then Kill Bill Volume 2, you finally get the payoff, which that, is a bit bittersweet for her anyway, which yes. is awesome. <laughs> yes, but and still you both also good get movies. to see fucking uh, What's Her Nuts? Uh, El Driver? Yeah, thank you. El Driver, glad you knew with the eye. Yeah. Um, you finally see her get payback too. Yep, and then She's there was a bitch. <laughs> supposed to be Kill Bill Volume 3. Which is probably never going to come out. It's still listed on IMDb. Yeah, we'll see if that actually happens. But it's <laughs> supposed to be El Driver training... Um... Nikita? <sighs> yes. Uh, I, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. remember her. The, her Vivica name. A. Fox's name. Yeah. Who was also in Independence Day? Bring it a full circle. <laughs> God, apparently uh, Tarantino might be directing a Star Trek movie. And he wants it to be like rated R for like swearing and shit. And I'm like, no. First off, don't give Tarantino Star Trek. And second of all, don't make people in Star Trek swear. At best, let Tarantino produce Star Trek. I, yeah, if he wants to produce it, fine. But, but I don't, don't want that to be his 10th film. Yeah, because that's supposed to be the one he goes out on. Right. I don't want that. But I mean, honestly, I don't think Tarantino's going to end at 10. I think he's going to Hayao Miyazaki this shit and just keep going anyway. We'll see. He's going to say he's going to retire, and then two years later he's going to come out with another fucking movie. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, it's been a little while since Hateful Eight, so... By the way, what Hayao Miyazaki movies haven't you seen? Uh, oh, okay, which ones have you seen? My bad. Spirited Away. That's the only one? That's it. Okay. We've got a lot of Miyazaki movies to yes. watch. And a lot of them I've we been, can do with Kate, by the way. I've been meaning to watch Princess Mononoke, because I know that's supposed to be really good. That's actually the one I fell asleep during. No. <laughs> and honestly, I need to rewatch Spirited Away because more action-packed movies. I need to well, I need to rewatch Spirited Away because I saw it so long ago. I remember basically nothing about it. Hmm. I didn't see that one until high school. I didn't see most Miyazaki movies until high school. I will say this though: I grew up on Kiki's Delivery Service. I just thought it was <laughs> the only anime I knew was Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, hmm. and Kiki's Delivery Service. And but yeah. I didn't even attribute Kiki. It's delivery service to anime. Really, I just thought it was a tape I had randomly for some reason. I don't even know why I got that movie, why I had it. I don't know why my parents bought that for me, but I had it. Hmm. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> the late Phil Hartman's in it. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is in it. And, I mean, her career is dead, so that's awesome. I don't know. She, she did a movie recently where it took place during the Civil War. Hmm. Her and uh, Dakota Fanning. Who's in Totoro? Hmm. Yeah, Colin see, I Farrell. Seen... I think he was in a Miyazaki movie also. See, I haven't seen Totoro. I haven't seen, like... Again, I've seen Spirited Away. Saw it once a long time ago. And that's it. Uma Thurman was in Nausicaa. Valley of the Wind. Hmm. I think you might like that movie. Is Grave of the Fireflies uh, Miyazaki? Yeah, it is. I've heard that's fucking depressing as hell. Yep. It's, uh... If you wouldn't believe it, it's World War II Japan, so... What? So, <laughs> yeah, it gets a little down. I haven't seen it, but I I know what happens. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think on, we can on wrap that, it on Independence Day. I think Day. <laughs> we can probably wrap on Independence Day. That was a good springboard for everything else. Independence Day, if you haven't seen it, go fucking watch it. Right it's now. It's great. 
Well, you know what? No. Don't watch it right now. Wait. When does the movie start? It starts on the second. Watch it tomorrow. Start it tomorrow. Pause. Actually, we'll release this tomorrow. So watch it now. <laughs> yeah, watch it now. Right when you don't even have to listen to the end of this. Just stop. Go watch Independence Day. Yeah, we're just gonna say don't be late or some shit. Yeah, so. we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here in a moment. So, <laughs> uh, Jake, where can the people find you? Uh, at Jake underscore Lavoy. Don't forget it. Um, don't forget also at Roleplay Film. Yes. For Twitter and Instagram, we need to start posting about that a little bit better. We need to be a little bit more aggressive about that. <laughs> We're halfway to our budget, which is awesome, but we got another halfway to go. And I think what what are we like? We've got about three weeks left. Yeah. Has it really been thirty days since we posted? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Um. We got to get a little bit more aggressive about that because time is coming to an end. But yes, uh, we have an Indiegogo for a short film we are working on um, about Dungeons and Dragons and gatekeeping and just. Friends, friendships, bullies, bullies, pop culture, nerd shit. <laughs> um, I was advised not to use that in our like <laughs> our reading about it, but I'm bringing it up now, anyways. Nerd shit. Um, let's see, we have 32 days left. Okay, yes. Yeah, so. so yeah, about halfway. So at the at the time of this recording, we have 32 days. By the time this goes up, we'll have 31, 31. days. So please, you know, if you can donate, donate if 31 dollars. Yes. Um, if you can't, you know, we understand if you could share it, trying to get the word out. We need to be a little more aggressive sharing it. Right. Um, it's hard asking for money. It is hard. It's uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. But it's the way films get made these days, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, but at Roleplay Film. Film. At At Roleplay Film. film. On everything. Yes. Okay. And, um, (laughs) I'm at Rosen, and on the opposite end of that, I'm at Rosendoom2 on Twitter, Rosendoom1 on Instagram. We are at LTTS Podcast on Twitter and Late to the Podcast on Instagram. Are you sure? Do you have those flip-flopped? No, I do not have those flip-flopped. Are you sure? Yeah. At LTTS Podcast Twitter, Late to the Podcast Instagram. And on the speaky, um, for roleplay, the short film we're making... We uh, do actually have a location that we can film at. We're going to be filming at Cataclysm uh, Games. Is it Cataclysm Games? Cataclysm. I always just call Cataclysm. Cataclysm. Well, anyway, Cataclysm. It's a game shop in McChesney Park. Um, they are being. They are kind enough to let us film there. Right. It's right off of... Uh, 251. Well, 251, yes, but Forest Hills Road Lane. Forest Hills Road. I don't know. It's right off of Forest Hills. Go check it out. It's a game shop. They used to be in Roscoe. They're in McChesney Park now. They've They're gotten, big as fuck. Yeah, they're gigantic <laughs> compared to where they started. Yeah. Uh, Which was in a room yeah. like about the size of your fucking living room to start. Now it's a, pretty much a warehouse. Yeah, it's like a whole building by itself. Well, yeah, but to give a perspective, it's like it's like the size of a grocery store in there now. Like a Walmart. No, God, no, it's not as big as a Walmart. <laughs> It's pretty fucking big. It is is gigantic compared to where it was, but it is not the size of a Walmart. Um, I want to think of a store to compare this to. It, like, imagine like a, like a high school gym. It's bigger That's, than that. Is the game room like their fucking like main game room? Just their game room is a gym. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah, and then like, then they have a main... whole section of building that they're not even using. They just turn the lights off in it, <laughs> and then the other section. Is, like is they've actually have all their games where they sell all their shit. Yep. But it's cool. They got TVs, video games, all set up too for people just kicking it to play. I wonder. What, you probably got to buy some shit to be able to play. 
hang out? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, anyway. I, I, don't, I don't hang out at game stores. I go in, I buy the game I'd like, and then I leave. But anyway, Cataclysm but was cool Cataclysm, enough to yes. give us the A-OK to film there. We They've still got... don't have dates yet or cast, but <laughs> they're or pretty crew, dope. But... Um, We've got a location and a script. That's all you really need. Yeah, we're bringing this up to you, Nick Rosenblum, and Andrew Laudacina. And Jordan. Yes. Jordan Rita. At Grizzly Beardman. I mentioned him in the podcast. At Hopular Films. Go check him out. Give us money, guys. If <laughs> yeah, you're listening you, to this. You us. three. Um, then uh, next week for the podcast, it's either going to be fucking Evil, Evil Dead, Dead 2, 2 or Battleship. It's going to be something. Yep. And then maybe a monologue podcast in the pipeline. Yeah. That might be fun to talk about. Yeah. Just no movies. Yeah, hunting. That'll be in there, too. Yeah. No movies. Just we'll talk about great monologues, why they're great, why they work. That'll be a bonus episode we release at some point. Yeah. When we got time to just sit down and record it. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll be your regularly scheduled program. You know what would be fun, actually, might be just to do, like, like specifically 10 minutes talking about each monologue. Yeah. I agree. Who fucking knows when? We'll we'll figure that. We'll, it we'll might not even happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's an idea. Donate to our Kickstarter. We're gonna make it a stretch goal. <laughs> Kickstarter. <laughs> fucking Indiegogo. Whatever. Oh, I I thought you were saying we're gonna start a Kickstarter for the podcast. No, I was like, we're not doing that. No, no, I meant for <laughs> for role play. And uh, who fucking knows? We might come up with a Patreon for the podcast too. <laughs> we need we're to, already asking for we, money. Let's ask for more. We need to keep the lights on somehow, folks. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing it with unemployment checks. You. <laughs> yeah, I'm a leech, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, tune in next week. Don't be late. Bye.